I want to tell a story tonight. It's a little bit different kind of sermon. It's a little bit different kind of evening already, and you're going to have a budget discussion. But it's a story about Zacchaeus. So let me read the passage and then give some background to Zacchaeus and his story. Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a tax collector and rich. He sought to see who Jesus was, but could not on account of the crowd because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, he has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Let's bow. <clears throat> Father, help us to... Just imagine what it must have been like for Zacchaeus, lost and afraid, and yet knowing that someone was passing nearby that had answers and could help, and the links he went to to reach out. Jesus is passing by this way tonight. Help us do whatever we need to do. To meet him and respond in Jesus' name. Amen. What would the testimony of Zacchaeus be? Those of us who grew up in church know the rhyme embedded in our minds. Zacchaeus was a little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree. Lord, he was to see. And as the Savior passed his way, he looked up in that tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Or I'm, that's right, you got to do your finger. You come down. Or I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your... Somebody say, I'm going to your house for tea. I'm, that just rhymes with, he looked up in that tree. But I don't think they had tea in, in Israel 2,000 years ago. What in the world drove Zacchaeus to do such a crazy thing as climb up in a sycamore tree that, that Jesus was passing by? I was talking to Jim Foles in the prayer room, and he told me that he heard a preacher preaching, visiting Israel, and riding in a taxi cab, he said um, he noticed that all these trees had fences around them. They were sycamore trees, and in Israel today they had to build fences around them because crazy Christians kept trying to climb up in them <laughs> today on tours. Why would this well-dressed, well-educated, high-profile, wealthy man in broad daylight climb a tree and crawl out on a limb? Have you ever seen anybody do that for the hometown holiday parade here in Tifton? Such a thing just doesn't happen very often. What made Zacchaeus throw embarrassment, shame, and ridicule to the wind to do something so uncharacteristic as climbing up in a tree? Not only so that he could see, but, but everybody else could see him too, perched up in that tree, hanging out on a limb, looking silly. Well, let me take you back on a journey 
to Jericho this evening. We'll travel to the backside of the Roman Empire into a sweltering, fly-infested desert land of Palestine. We'll trek across the difficult terrain until we arrive at the fragrant field city of Jericho because this is the home of a despised tax collector named Zacchaeus. We'll get up early in the morning and travel with him to observe what he encounters as he endeavors to collect his taxes. And as he travels, he pulls out his iPhone and he checks the names and addresses of the people he plans to see that day and collect taxes. It's not long before he arrives at his first stop and he notice, notices that it's an unkempt little shanty in need of paint and repairs. But those things don't matter to Zacchaeus. The only thing that matters is the stamp unpaid by the person's name who lives there. So he knocks on the door and with an eerie creaking sound, the door swings open and on the other side of the door is a frail blind man. And the blind man says with his eyes closed, who's there? And Zacchaeus says, it's Zacchaeus, I'm here to collect the taxes that you owe the Roman government. In a trembling voice, the blind man says, I have no family, I have no pension. There's no society to help me while I'm blind. I want to pay you, but I'm not able. Mr. Zacchaeus, if you'll just give me 30 more days, somehow I'll come up with the money. Zacchaeus is caught between money and mercy. He says, well, this isn't usually my style, but okay, 30 days. But blind man, when I come back to you in 30 days, if you don't show me the money, you'll be blind and homeless. He turns and he walks away thinking, maybe I'll have better luck at the next house. So he arrives at the second home and he knocks on the door and the woman appears behind the door and Zacchaeus can see immediately that she isn't well. She's completely yellow as if there is no blood whatsoever in her veins. Her hair is matted, her face is wet with tears, her speech is slurred and she says, I know who you are and I know why you've come. Zacchaeus, I don't have any way of paying my taxes right now. For 12 years I've had this blood disorder and in that time, my insurance has been canceled. My husband divorced me. My inheritance spent. Just give me a little more time, 30 more days. Zacchaeus, caught between greed and grace once again, says, well, for some reason, I'm feeling benevolent today. You've got 30 days, but when I return a month from now, I want my taxes. And he walks away thinking, maybe I'll have better luck next time. On he walks, and around the bend, he comes to the third house, and in front of the house is a woman pacing nervously back and forth, and she stares off, not seeming to recognize that even, even someone is coming up close to her. He tries to speak to her, but there's no response. Suddenly, Zacchaeus hears a blood-curdling scream from behind him, and he turns around to see who it is that's screaming. And on the hillside, running between the grave markers in a graveyard, is something somewhere between a wild man and an animal. And the woman said, that used to be my husband. He was a good man, and one day I'm, I'm praying that he'll come back to his senses and come back home to me. I need to get on with my life, but I still love him. He's the father of my children. I don't know if he'll ever collect himself. Nobody can tame him. Nobody can even bind him with chains. His name is Legion because he is possessed by so many demons. <laughs> Not anxious to dialogue with demons, Zacchaeus begins to back up. Before the woman could say anything about taxes, Zacchaeus says, back in 30 days, have them ready. And as he hurried away, his heart still palpitating, he looks 
at his iPhone one more house to collect taxes from. And when he arrives, there's a flower spray on the door suggesting that someone had died recently. He knocks and a grieving woman opens the door, veiled, dressed in black. She says, I know who you are and I know why you've come. Zacchaeus, my son died yesterday. I'm on my way to the funeral. I had to use the tax money to bury my son. Zacchaeus said, I've already given some of your neighbors additional time. I'll just come back in 30 days. So Zacchaeus is feeling pretty low. Usually people collecting money are large and imposing. And he wonders if these people are just taking advantage of him because he is so short and so unintimidating. He feels handicapped by his small stature, more determined than ever to be firm upon his return in 30 days. Maybe he'll bring a bodyguard with him. Somebody to crack some bones, get some attention, help him be a little more persuasive maybe. Well, the 30 days pass quickly. Zacchaeus lives at the crack of dawn, as is his custom. He opens his iPhone. He notices this is the day he is to return to those four houses that represented the most non-productive day in his life a month earlier. He squares his tiny shoulders and he starts to walk and he is resolved and he is firm. No sob stories are going to stop me today. They will either pay up or surrender their property or be thrown into prison. The first house, he notices a change. The grass has been cut. The house has undergone renovation. He knocks on the door and a man with piercing blue eyes and authority in his voice answers the door and Zacchaeus says, I'm sorry, but I'm looking for the man that lives here. And the man says, I'm he. Zacchaeus says, no, I was here 30 days ago and the man I spoke with 30 days ago was blind. And the man said, I am that man. I was blind. Zacchaeus, let me tell you a story. One day a man told me Jesus was coming to town and I ran into town and I knew it might be my only chance to meet him. And when Jesus was passing by, I couldn't see anything, but I heard the commotion and I said, what's happening? And they said, Jesus is passing. And I started yelling, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus and the, and the townspeople and the mayor and the town council said, hush, you're being a nuisance. You're embarrassing the town. But I just cried out all the louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they tried to push me in the background, but I knew this was my only chance. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The man said, Zacchaeus, do you have a few minutes? Sit down and let me tell you, this is what happened. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind. But now I see. Zacchaeus walked away, he thought, some, this is some day. A man who was blind can now see. Maybe one day I can meet this Jesus. Maybe Jesus can do something to help me. He comes to the second house. He knocks on the door and a beautiful woman, radiant with joy, answers. She has color in her cheeks. She has a new hairstyle. Her, her nails are clean. Zacchaeus, she said, it's so good to see you. Zacchaeus said, I'm looking for the woman who lives here. She says, I'm the woman. He says, wait a minute. Do you know your blind neighbor down the street? She says, yes, I do. He's not blind anymore. 
Zacchaeus said, I know. He paid his back taxes today. She said, he didn't tell you. He sold a seeing eye dog too. The woman continued, Zacchaeus, when I told you to come back 30 days ago, that was just a trick, a ploy. I, I knew in 30 days I'd be dead. In fact, I was in so much pain, I was praying to die. I thought only death could deliver me from this miserable condition, but a friend told me that Jesus was coming to town, so I elbowed my way through this suffocating crowd, and when I got close enough, Zacchaeus, I just stretched out, and I was barely able to touch the hem of his garment, and at that moment, I touched him. The blood that had been flowing through my body for 12 years stopped immediately. But not only was my body healed that day, my soul was too. Even though my faith was inadequate, Zacchaeus, he made it sufficient. Zacchaeus said, I don't know how much of this I can take. A blind man who can see, a dying woman who's full of life. She said, Zacchaeus, I know it's hard to believe, but I got to tell you, the day I met Jesus, all my problems didn't immediately go away. But life is worth living again. I don't have to pay doctors anymore. I've been able to save a little bit like my ex-blind friend down the road. Here's the money for your taxes. <laughs> Zacchaeus whirled around and headed for the third house thinking, this is an unusual day. I wonder if I can meet Jesus. Like that woman, I've had some problems. I've known some pain. Maybe Jesus could help me too. Soon he got to the third house and he looked for the woman to be standing out front, but she was nowhere to be found. When he knocked on the door, she answered, but before she could speak, a handsome young man walked out from behind her and Zacchaeus' first thought was, well, I'm glad this nice lady finally divorced her first husband and got a new man. She should have dumped that crazy grave dweller a long time ago. The woman spoke, Mr. Zacchaeus, I want you to meet my husband. When you were here 30 days ago, he was running wild in the graveyard. Doesn't he look good now? He's clothed, Zacchaeus. He's in his right mind. Zacchaeus, I owed you an apology because 30 days ago, I told you nobody could tame him. But that was before Jesus came. When Jesus walked in, the demons walked out. Look at him now. He is a new man, Zacchaeus. Mr. Zacchaeus, if you want to be a new man, you need to meet Jesus because he'll give you a new relationship with your family, with yourself, and with God. Old things will pass away. All things will become new. And the young man cut in, wait a minute, honey. I want to tell it for myself. Mr. Zacchaeus, you better sit down because you're not going to believe what you're about to hear. Zacchaeus left their home later that day. A blind man who can see, a dying woman who's full of life, a demon-possessed man who's been delivered. Hmm, I've got some demons of my own, I wonder. The fourth and final home, he thought rather sarcastically. I wonder what surprise is going to greet me here. And he knocked on the door, guess who answered? the cutest little 12-year-old boy you ever did see. Zacchaeus said, I'm sorry, I must be at the wrong house. The house I'm looking for has no little boy. In fact, 30 days ago, the woman of the house told me she was on her way to bury her only son. The boy said, are you Mr. Zacchaeus? Mom said you'd be coming today to expect you. 
You're never late collecting taxes. She told me you'd be here today. Zacchaeus said, wait a minute. In the house I'm looking for, the little boy is dead. The boy said, Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm that little boy. My mom's worst fear was that the disease that took my daddy and my older brother would take me too. 30 days ago, my mom's worst fears came true. I got sick and mom prayed for me and she stayed by my bed day and night. God didn't heal me right then and I died. And the money mom was going to pay the taxes with, she had to use on my funeral. But listen, Mr. Zacchaeus, as the funeral procession headed out of Nain, there was another procession coming in. And the procession of death collided with the procession of life led by Jesus. Now, you know, Mr. Zacchaeus, death and life cannot occupy the same place. You know, Mr. Zacchaeus, Jesus never attended a funeral. He never preached a funeral. As a matter of fact, Mr. Zacchaeus, every time Jesus showed up at a funeral, it turned into a resurrection. So there we were at the gate, death and life meeting head on. And Jesus put his hand on me and said something and my body began moving and I came back to life, Mr. Zacchaeus. And when I set up in the casket, it scared the undertaker so much, he dropped the casket and gave my mama her money back. Mr. Zacchaeus, here's the money for your taxes. And by the time the little boy finished talking, the mother came out and she said, he's only 12. Let me tell you this story from a mother's perspective. You got time, Zacchaeus, sit down. Have I got a story for you? And she said, great is thy faithfulness. O oh God, my father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Well, Zacchaeus closed his logbook that day, and on his way home, a friend passed by shouting, Hey, Zacchaeus, have you heard? Zacchaeus said, Yeah, I think I've heard about all I can stand for one day. Well, have you heard that Jesus is coming to town? Boy, have I ever. You better hurry if you want to see him. You, he'll be leaving soon. Well, Zacchaeus' little feet began to clump along that dusty road. His, his life began to flash before his eyes. And he's, he's thinking, I wonder if, if I can meet Jesus all of my life. I have been a successful failure. I'm rich in all the things of the world, but poor in all the things of God. I wonder if Jesus can do something that can fill the emptiness that haunts my soul. And by this time, Zacchaeus was running faster and faster. And by the time he got there, it was already late. People had gathered and he couldn't see over the crowd. So he decided to run ahead of Jesus in the crowd. And that's when he saw a tree. So I've been wondering what drove Zacchaeus up in that tree that day. There was a shortage that day. But it wasn't in Zacchaeus' stature. It was in his relationship with God. And then he saw all the things that God had done in the lives of others. And he thought, if Jesus treats everybody the same, what he's done for others, I wonder if he'll do for me. So he was up that tree when Jesus came by and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, you come down because I'm going to your house today. And Zacchaeus scampered down that tree and he took Jesus into his home and into his heart. And as Zacchaeus was walking hand in hand home with, Zac with Jesus that afternoon, 
I wonder if he was humming. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. Jesus is passing by, and he wants you to take him home with you too. Let's bow together. God, we have no way of knowing what story Zacchaeus heard that prompted him to drop all pretense and pride, even arrogance, to sacrifice the one thing he had devoted his life to building, his his estate, his finances. And not worrying about what people might think, he climbed up in that tree and embarrassed himself in front of his friends, but humbled himself in front of Jesus. So Jesus took him home. God, whatever we need to sacrifice to welcome you into our homes and into our hearts, whatever pride, whatever obstacle, whatever problem, whatever challenge that we face, whatever dark sin in the corner that we're trying to hide, we offer it to you. And we pray that you will see us as we are and forgive us and cleanse us and come home with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.